Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well Hello. on your good project. So, that cake was just uh, sl- slivering over Anne Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> a bit distracted there. Distracted me. Yeah. Tell you what, guys. I'm really pleased to see a lot of you actually listening to the podcast because I can see um, not who listens to it, but how many are listening to it. So I'm assuming with the numbers, it's definitely you lot listening to it in the group. So I'm really pleased you're using the audio. Mm. I would definitely have to go back and listen to like things again to take notes oh, yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. I'd say yeah. You, you, to worth having a pen and paper on you. I do it in mm. what's called the Trainer Mind uh, group, which is for, it's basically a mentorship for people want to learn how to run the business and I have to watch back the videos and make notes as I go as well. So we definitely highly recommend that. Some of you say you do this on your day off. Yeah, definitely worth doing. I do it yeah. on my day off. It's like a nice little self-reflection again and what you want to work on then for the rest of the week. So I think it's worth it, especially when we do, when we condense everything we want to say into an hour, we tend to go off on tangents every now and again. So we tend to drift yeah. off and come back. So it's, it's definitely handy to yeah listen to it again. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah you might be a bit confused today because we're actually together <laughs> and we've got the same tops on so we're proper gym wankers um so uh basically as you know there's a big storm at the moment um hopefully dying off and my wi-fi has gone off at home and i can't get back on so i've come to skank off kate <laughs> so yeah right so today we're going to be covering about uh meal prepping uh because that's what we're covering most of this week on the focus sheet now again if you're already doing some meal prepping, you can absolutely just carry on with what you're doing. Already some of you have commented in the group of what you've been preparing. Sounds really delicious as mm, well, by yeah. the way, folks. If you've got any pictures, we love food porn. Post yes, it in, man. Yeah, post us into <laughs> it. Um or if you do it on if you decide to share it on social media and you're on Instagram, hashtag it, hashtag uh, the NK Project, because mm. it is a hashtag, just so you know. So what we're gonna cover today is about planning ahead, like why meal prepping is beneficial, how to do your shopping lists. Um, what's the one we're looking at? Uh, alternatives if you end up going to like going out or working late or something unexpected comes up. Was it eventualities? Is that the word? Yep. Yeah. All eventualities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tips on how to meal prep because uh, some of you may have never really done it before or thought about it or not. You have put- the queen of meal prepping here. As I mate <laughs> said, we don't just do a week. We do a month. We do a month. No, we don't do. I don't, I don't do a month. Um, we'll discuss about serving size to so say if you're struggling with tracking in or you're unable to we can give you an idea on serving size using your hands old school style yeah uh, we've got quite a lot of Q&A get through as well You've, there's been a lot of questions that have come up which is good because we want to, that's what it's mainly for uh, doing the live it's like a big check-in with your questions as well as us getting back to you as well mm. don't forget to do your check-ins every week because like I said we have got prizes based on the person who puts 100% effort into the challenge, um, who actually we see progression with, and also we can see that they are going to sustain the process they are doing and that we find it's not going to be like a short, quick fix what they're doing. Mm. So do bear that in mind. Like I say, we've got loads of little like goodie bags, but then also like a £50 voucher um, from Pursue Fitness. So a really nice active wear stuff for male or female or whatever clothing you like to wear. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Kate tend to buy from there. A lot of our clients do uh, all different shapes and sizes. We find everybody seems to enjoy mm-hmm. Pursue Fitness clothing. It's really nice clothing. Highly recommend it. And just one thing that I wanted to say, just it. from looking at some of the um, <clears throat> responses and things, and also some from my um, my own clients, is that everything you do is about what you do consistently so a, a, a few people are getting sort of 
anxious that they've gone out for a meal or that they're going to go out for a Seen meal. Seen that a lot, yeah. And is, you know, what if I go over my calories or can I go over my calories or whatever? And that's fine. Appreciate that you're kind of thinking it and thinking ahead, but you've got to remember that it's what you do consistency consistently that matters. So going out for a meal every now and again isn't going to derail everything you've It's not going to make you fat. You've done. No, <laughs> no. So I think if you just bear that in mind when you're thinking about the eating out or, or you've gone over your calories on a weekend, just think about that. It's not something you do all the time. Yeah, it's only when you do. And I've had clients in the past where, especially when the Eat Out to Help Out scheme came about last year, and they're eating out three or four days a week. And I was like, yeah. look, would you normally do this? And they're like, no. I'm like, will you stop doing it? Because especially if you're looking at fat loss goals, eating out that often, like, I don't mean like brunch, yeah, I mean like proper meals a in the full, evening. A full meal, yeah. And I'm just like, look, you do that every day, having cocktails, having a dessert and a main all the time. And also calorie tracking is inaccurate anyway, and it's really mm. hard doing eating out. I would say if you're looking at fat loss particularly, you know, main proper meals when you're going out once or twice a week's plenty. I mean, some people just do once a week because of affordability, which is why we're getting on about learning the art of cooking, mm. doing meal prepping, or actually doing your own cooking. Because if yeah. you actually, if you get good at your own cooking, you don't eat out as much. Mm. Sounds a bit vainous, but I quite like my own cooking. So um, if I eat out, it has to be damn good. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'm like that with desserts. So I always pick a dessert that. I would not make it home because I bake, as Kate knows. Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> slutty tart I gave you. Um, I mean, an actual white chocolate tart, just to clarify. <laughs> uh, very yeah, nice. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, so next time I went out, I wouldn't pit to ha- eat that because I can make it myself. Mm. Probably better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So let's start the first one. Uh, planning ahead with food. So your meal prepping, uh, your shopping list as well. We're going to cover that. So... You put that, Kate, so you fire ahead on that one. Planning ahead with food, what are your yeah. main points on that? Yeah, so it's basically something I do. Um, I don't do so much in the way of food prep. Every now and again I do, but the main thing I do, we do make sure we do is um, meal planning. So we actually have all the meals planned, I think, for the next few weeks, actually. Done to do for the next few months, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I think it does, it has been planned quite a way ahead. Well, is that because you just rotate meals? Yeah, we do rotate meals and we have taken into account, for example, the times when maybe we're, when we're eating out or if you've got friends over or whatever, all of that's taken into account. There's also um, an alternative if we get to the evening or something, you know, we've worked late, you know, we can sort of change that. Oh, that's quite um, good. You've got that flexibility, yeah. that backup plan. Yeah, oh. and then it means the shopping is nice and easy. That just gets well, you do done. an online shop, don't you? So I guess if you're doing that, it's probably more ideal to do that. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. Because when you're like, oh, I don't know what to have, and you've got these yeah. meals you rotate where you're actually like, well, we'll have this this week. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I think when you've got I, a family. Yeah, and I am, we well, both of us can be guilty of <laughs> sitting there and going, what should we have, what should we have? Oh, I don't know. Oh, let's just have pasta or something like that. <laughs> Which isn't that. bad, just, but you just no, feel it's like, not, it's not but, exciting as it's then you bit yeah, like, you, Then you finish it and you go, mm, well, I could have had something. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying I love so, my food, so yeah. I'd like to have something tasty and really So I do like go. the fact that it's all planned and we know what we're going to have. Um, yes, there are times when you look at it and you might go, well, actually, I don't fancy that, but you can just switch things around. I like that. That's, that's, that's actually really cool. I love that. Yeah. Especially, like, say, if you've got a family or online shopping mm. and on Sunday for children or teenagers... Unless you're like me, growing up, I ate everything. <laughs> but I know, I know, we know kids can be fussy, yeah, teenagers, and it can be difficult if you've got a family and you're the main cook at the house, or 
Um, it's just a case of it's difficult picking what everybody likes. If you have like a select like, I don't know, eight to ten meals eventually. So yeah. you may you might try a few new meals first and then once you've tried a few you're like, right, we'll add that into the, the tick list. Yeah. So exactly, then you kinda yeah. work together as a family yeah. a little bit again, well I'd rate that guys, would you eat that again in a few yeah, weeks? Yeah. And yeah. then yeah, it gives you that And if you're a parent, you know that you'll always get asked at least twice a day, what are we having for dinner? And then you've got an answer. I like that because <laughs> I say a few in this group have got children or yeah. partners uh, or, you know, more than what, two of them living with each other. And obviously mm. it's cheaper to cook in bulk, of course, and cook separate meals all yeah. the time. And if you like, say, Kate, who has her own health and fitness goals, she wants to hit a protein, make sure there's plenty of veggies, but then you've got fussy teenagers. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know. The, yeah, and then what I do on top of that is um, the meal that we do have... Um, well, depending on what meal it is, we're all prepping up or make enough of it, and mm. then the leftovers I have for lunch. Again, saves on money as well when you've got a family, but also you're getting nutritious food, so like yeah. high protein and lots and lots of veggies. Because yeah. I say your lad's quite active now as well, so it benefits him too. Yeah. Uh, but also, even for your daughter, it's just better nutrition. And I'm sure oh, people who've got yeah. families yeah. would share that value with Kate. Mm. Um, you know, you can do that. You don't have to eat like a bodybuilder. <laughs> No, to no, get no. results even I don't eat like a bodybuilder I mean I bake for god's sake I eat cake no, but, it's, do yeah. <laughs> but I think with things like every Sunday we all have a roast dinner yeah you know I will make sure that there is veg on the plate for everyone but I will have for example in the roast roast dinner yesterday I will have more chicken yeah than you pile a bigger protein portion yeah. yeah absolutely I like that that's yeah. nice and simple I love that Kate hmm. Uh, so basically like Kate's done there she plans for all eventualities so you've got like backup meals so you probably have your staples in the cupboard yeah. so for example with meal prepping I think things like dried ingredients like your pasta and rice are fantastic for keeping in um, yeah. I know I buy a microwave rice I, I do but there is only me and Steph but if there's a lot of you it is ideal to buy the dry stuff so like dry basmati rice uh, dry pasta as well yeah. if you can because you can cook things in bulk from it it's a backup meal having things like even tinned tomatoes in you know, well, exactly. Great I think as long as you've got a couple of two or three different sauces that you yeah. can make up really quickly, then you can. Then there's nothing wrong with I having mean, that. Making a pasta, pasta sauce is so easy. I mean, what is it? Tin tomatoes, garlic, lots of herbs, salt and pepper. That, it, yeah. Maybe stock if you wanted. Yeah. Early and herrings, things like that. Much or as little as you want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I'm not saying you've got to be a chef. I think learning some skill like how to cook rice, how to yeah. cook pasta, how to do a basic pasta sauce. Because mm. then all you've got to do is add your protein uh, portion to like tinned tuna you might add to. So having tinned fish is always ideal if you eat tuna. Um, mm. It could be things like, um, say you did a Sunday dinner, you've got loads of leftover meat, so you might throw that into there. Yeah. Um, also, some people are doing 50-50, so you make it Mexican style and put black beans into there perhaps and maybe uh, corn if you wanted to instead of mince mm. uh, it's basically spag isn't it? but we just yeah, you just yeah. change you know you do it mm. uh, but I'd say having staples in even though I only live with my partner she's actually very fussy and we eat very separately and the only way the best way to afford it is having those staples in because mm. she will use those tin things and I will like we did spag bol over the weekend it's one that I like even though, because she's very bland, my missus. I like spice and flavour so and lots of different veg. So you chilli in. So I could add it on. Yeah. I could add salad to it. Um, I could turn it into a chilli because yeah. it's basically a chilli and it's spicy. Yeah. It's just not spicy. All got the beans <laughs> in. So we hope that helps uh, that bit of advice. I, mean, I love that, Kate, about the family one because mm. I can't relate with that. I can say how you could do it. But I think you've actually practiced that. You've done that in place. Yeah, and I think, I think with having kids, you've got, well, you you have got the issue that they're fussy. You've got mm. the issue that they'll be swayed by, you know, if if you ask the kids what they want for dinner, then you're on to a, well, 
Yeah. <laughs> it could go anywhere. Yeah. But you, if you've got kids, you're probably used to as well when they were little um, doing the hiding the veg thing. So you're probably <laughs> used to actually yeah. doing stuff like a spag bowl like I do, where it's actually got grated carrot in it and they wouldn't know about it. Just a bit of flavour, don't you? Yeah, bowl. literally, you just blend up all your veg within your... Um, yeah. pasta sauce it's like a smoothie into but kind of yeah <laughs> but you just make it so. a thicker sauce because you do it with butternut squash as well make a, yeah. a banging sauce with that which I've seen a few times like for curries and stuff yeah um, but yeah right so we've got that one so if you, we're going to reel off some quick tips I'm going to give you my top three and then Kate's going to give you quite a few there but I only actually want to throw in and throw okay. them in there. I mean you've yeah. given probably the best points there actually um, so for me top tips would be ideally it's got to be 25 grams per serving for protein uh, so, for example, that's probably at least, well, like 100 gram chicken breast per person because that'd be 27 mm. grams of protein. Um, it's going to be like, so look at your, your protein portion, it's meat or plant-based, of course. If you're looking at plant-based, look at tofu and corn. They're probably your highest one and better for calorie as well because some people go, well, this is a 700 gram, uh, 700 calorie meal, but it's 25 grams of protein. I wouldn't consider that high protein personally. I would say it'd be mm. 25 grams to the ratio of 400 calories would be fine. I was going to say, is there an actual ratio of... There's not specifically, no. but if you're trying to hit a calorie target, yeah. I think 25 grams is more than easy enough to hit and 400 yeah. calories, yeah. I would say, achievable. You could do it for way less than that. It just depends what you cook with it and what you accompany with it as well. So, like, for example, the other day, and I'm not... I didn't... And I you know, I mean, I thought it was a bit daft of a question, but then I forget... Me and Kate at one point maybe wouldn't have known this knowledge, but one of my clients said, is there any protein in fruit? I actually generally got asked that because people don't ha- don't know that, where there's, ze- oh. there's zero protein in fruit. Mm. Um, yeah. And they would say, oh, what about in bread? And I'm like, okay, but you're not quite looking at the right sources. You know, you won't look it's at... It's in there, but... Yeah, not a lot, about four to, to seven grams, yeah. depending, on, mm. depending on what type of bread it is. Um, but it, it is a relevant question. If you don't know, you've got to ask. And he's, yeah. he's known me for years. He was comfortable to ask, and I wasn't going to laugh in his face or anything. No, uh, and if, I think that's why people get drawn to the to the you know bread with the extra protein. Or, yeah. Or, but be careful with those products because mm. sometimes all they've done is bulked it out, so so it's higher protein, but also it means it's higher calorie. Yeah, and which is what they by much protein. Yeah, either. which certain cereals have done. And, and it's probably because because you're not aware of how much protein is in bread in the first place, which is fair enough. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a good knowledge to learn. Yeah, what's then in you there. wouldn't know yeah. with the protein bread that that's... <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd save different. your money buying high-protein bread. Buy bread that you just like. <sighs> yeah. Obviously, opt for things like maybe wholemeal, high in fibre, because it's good for digestion, mm. just simply for that, as long as you like it, or best of both, if you're not keen on that, Yeah. Uh, just for the fibre content. But you're looking at animal-based protein or plant-based protein, which plant-based protein is always going to be beans, Pulses, legumes, is that you say? Yeah, leg- legumes, legumes. Uh, tofu, corn, soy. So you're looking at that side of plant-based. And then obviously animal-based, uh, you're looking at your eggs, uh, your dairy and your meat. That's what mm. you're looking at there. They're your main sources you've got to look at uh, when it comes to protein. A bit of a tip as well with also the meal prepping. If you see, uh, for example, a recipe, say on BBC Good Food, I pick a lot of mine off there, actually, believe it or not, and Scott Baptie. And if it says, like, it's only 25 grams of protein based on, say, 400 calories, I like a lot more than that in there because it keeps me fuller and it's good for my goals. So I will increase the, say, to meat, I'll increase the meat quantity in there so it'll equal a bigger... Like, say, I'll put my... Say, it's a fish pie, I'll put Mm. an extra cod fillet in there. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I might yeah. change the cheese from uh, full fat cheese to the low fat cheese so the calories balance back out yeah. as well. It might not need as much potato. So I'll just reduce the amount of potato because when you do like a cottage pile or anything, if you use a fork and scrape it, it really spreads out. Yeah. Um, it, I was it gonna is say doable. yeah, if you you can sort of tweak the carb side of things. Yeah, very easily. To, yeah. And increase That's your protein. Done, yeah. Because some people like we've set we've had before, they're hitting their calories for hitting the protein yeah. target. Yeah. And I did a little questionnaire on my stories the other day, and a lot of people said they do prefer carbs, which who doesn't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like carbs too. Um, but it's just a case of it's. You're just not in the habit of doing it. So don't see it as being mm. bad or you're lacking willpower. It's habit. Yeah. You're just in the habit of probably having a bigger portion of carbohydrate on the uh, ta- on the ta- uh, table. They don't be off the table. On, on the, the plate. plate. <laughs> yeah, just trough off. It's like a buffet <laughs> on the table. Slap the food on. Who needs plates? Save dishes. Just have to wipe the table. You take our babies again on a high chair. <laughs> Is that how we got to do it? But yeah, you want to basically double your protein portion, but you will have to reduce the calories elsewhere. So not cut it, but reduce the carbohydrate size. A bit like that pie chart with the split, the 30 carb, yeah. 30 fat, yeah. sorry, 40 carb, 30 fat, 30 protein. So maybe you normally had 60% of your plate as carb, but you're going to drop it down to 40%, for example. Hmm. Uh, so look at your portion size, but you can just reduce it a little bit. Yeah. Or you could always tweak something else that you have in the day. Maybe you have a... Yeah have snacks or something you could maybe lose a snack or change the type you of don't snack need to you change your meal or, then yeah then you've got to change your meal it depends what you're eating and what you yeah take a roast dinner for example i'm not going to lose my yorkshire pudding nope, or same. any of my roast potatoes no, or so. mash as well <laughs> you have both exactly <laughs> uh other tips on here then so yeah uh about the protein so at least minimum 25 grams and mm. i'd say to ratio 400 calories personally uh so looking at serving size um I think this is quite a good one. So I think you put this one down, actually, about the palm of protein. Um, yes. But for you guys, because you're active, you want double palm because of, your protein, yes. because of your protein goal. So you can double the palm. But I think, yeah, so I think... It's like a general one, that is. Yeah, so it's going to be one to Barely two... <laughs> it's going to be one to two portions um, of each of those per meal. So when I say a palm of, of, of protein in one meal, yes, you aim for two. Same with your veg and your carbs. So a fist of veg. Yeah. I know we all know what a fist is. I don't know why I need to show you. Um, <laughs> cupped hand of carbs, one thumb of fat. Yeah, just a rough idea, yeah. isn't it? I mean, with the veg, personally, I'd go bigger than that. I'd go bigger I'd than ch- that. I'd fill half the plate. I think if some of you follow my Instagram or Facebook and look at the meal prep I do, it's a lot of veg in it. Yeah. Uh, for example, today, Monday and Tuesdays, I like my grilled salmon and I make two servings. So I've got one this evening when I eat my food before I go off to my next client. Then I've got one for tomorrow night as well. Mm. And I'll literally use frozen veg and I'll fill this bowl with frozen veg. It's more than half serving of the bowl. Microwave, because I microwave frozen veg because it's so quick. Uh, and then add my mash and my Cajun spiced grilled uh, salmon on top. Uh, but literally, because of how much veg is there, it's really filling more so than just yeah. because of the salmon yeah. I'm having. Because if you think about that, a palm of protein, a fist of veg, mm. cupped hand of carbs. It's a decent sized meal, isn't it? But two of those per meal is is acceptable if you have three meals a day. Yeah. Um, but with that, for example, you could have your two palms of protein but you could probably get away with a cup, one cupped hand of carbs rather than Because two. you get before. And then you have, yeah. you've got your big portion of veg, which, as we talked about last week, because of the uh, you can have a lot of volume of veg because the prote- uh, the calories are lower and high in fibre. 
And again, that's why I go for leaner sources of protein is also better as well. Say if you're doing especially fat loss at the moment. Mm. Like, I mean, I know we have salmon every day and that's fine, but obviously it's a high, I would say it's a high calorie uh, version of uh, having protein but it's got fantastic yeah, fats in as well fish, yeah. but i like having that twice a week because it helps me hit mine omega-3 mm. and your dog's trying to give me poor <laughs> i can't move the cows on my lactose i'll show you the dog you know if wants to see a dog it always cheers them off but if you have white fish that's something that you can easily have two portions yeah of, I, I well that's what i used to when i started doing fat loss phase years ago and you know i went, well, I went for that going for really lean after i got injured hi bailey um <laughs> i used to have double uh, cod portions to hit my protein while mm. doing fat loss because uh, at the time I was injured one day so yes. I was only having seven, 16, 1700 calories which is pretty minimal for me isn't it mm. really because uh, of how active I normally am but yeah I'd have two portions of the frozen cod I'd cook that together and eat that as one serving with say roast potatoes mash I ever think about mashing and fish it's like fish pie into deconstructed mm-hmm. and then loads of frozen veg I'd have with it or if I got fresh veg and I would stir fry say Nero cabbage or bro- stem broccoli, whatever it is you enjoy. Mm. But the main thing is make it bloody tasty. You haven't got to do chicken, broccoli and rice. No. If I do, like I say, a, a cod in the oven, it's probably got Nando sauce on, lemon on there or herbs or some form of flavouring. You know, you haven't got yeah. to bland. Because you eat bland and it's boring, you're not enjoying it, why would you repeat doing mm. it? And if you flake your fish up and it's in a sauce or something, oh, then that's great. Probably even... Well, you wouldn't even notice your extra portion anyway. And like you're just hearing now, I'm not talking about chefy cooking. It's no, really yeah. like idiot-proof cooking mm. and quick and less dishes, which I like. Yeah, I'm not a chef, not by any stretch. We know you're it's not. not. No, it's not <laughs> we know it's I'm Nick. <laughs> it is. It yeah, is. and you like me to bring you the food to eat. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the bringer of the feedings. <laughs> um, let's double check if any more tips I've missed off. It's really weird working from yours. Really strange. <laughs> oh yeah, so a tip of where to start. As one of you's already done this in the group, but you haven't already, get a freaking slow cooker. Mm. If you really hate cooking, get a slow cooker. It's one of the most easiest ways to do bulk cooking, especially yeah. if you've got a family. You could do chilies, curries, recipes out there. They're like again, I think slow cooking's quite idiot proof. You it's very hard to fuck it up, to be honest. Mm. I have had recipes where it's gone wrong because it's been too watery, and that's what people worry about. So look I'd say Scott Batty is the best one to look at for that because he normally shows you how much cornstarch needs to go into thicken it and not mm. to put too much water in your slow cooker. It does take a bit of practice again, but the more you practice, the better yeah. you get. I There's about 20 slow cooker recipes I rotate with that I really like. And now because I've had to go at them all at least five, six plus times, um, I know how to get it right now. But again, it just takes practice. Don't be scared to fail. That, then you'll know, won't you, when you make up your own recipe, how mm. much water or whatever you need yeah. to put in it. I mean, this is the beauty of cooking compared to baking. I was talking to my partner's dad about this yesterday. Cook, baking, you've got to be bang on right with your measurements because it can F up the texture, mm. uh, ruin the flavour a little bit. But cooking, you can adjust as you go. It's yeah. easier than baking. Definitely. What's the worst you're going to get? A slightly runnier sauce than you'd like. Yeah, possibly. which to be fair, you just drain it off a little bit or put a bit of corn sauce, mm. cornstarch slurry and like the, like the Chinese do to thicken all their sauces, mm. which I've had to do before. It just takes a bit of practice, guys. But if you have a look on my Instagram at the Nag Personal Trainer, every Saturday I normally put a recipe up and I've got hundreds on there now, aren't I, probably? Mm. So I've been using my Instagram for like, mm, probably more than four or five years properly. So there's a lot of recipes on there, guys, and on my Facebook as well. So have a look on there and at Scott Bapti. So Scott with double T, Bapti, B-A-P-T-I-E. He's also got, if you sign up to his newsletters, he does some free recipes to you as well. Yes. Uh, but he has got ebooks and, he've, and they're all on my fitness pal. And I think they're on NutriCheck as well. 
So all these macros are on there. The only thing is to add veg to it much, but I think it's because it's preference what you add as your side. So you can bulk it out with veg. Yeah. Which I normally do. Standard, isn't it? Add whatever yeah. veg you want. Um think there's any more tips there. I think things like say do the simple tray bake as well. Yeah. One of my clients, her favourite one is a chicken sausage tray bake. Great for the kids if they're a bit fussy as well. So chop up your potatoes, skin on or off. Um put it into a bowl like a big bowl whatever veg you've got in the fridge you want to use up so red onion bell pepper cherry tomatoes uh, even broccoli to be fair or butternut squash use a teaspoon of oil into the bowl so you can mix it up and it's all coated with the oil it's plenty of oil you spray oil any herbs or spices you like my favorite go-tos are cajun peri peri salt and pepper uh thai or rosemary i like them or combination of all mm-hmm. um Put all that on that tray, get your chicken sausages out. You can do them as the old, chop them up to the bite size, spread all that on top of the tray and bake. It's like, I'd say bake your veg a bit longer if you want for a good 30 minutes and then put your chicken sausages on top because they take 15 minutes. They cook really quick compared to pork sausages. Um, That's banging, it's really Mm. nice. You can make about three or four meals out of that. So if you wanted to bulk it even more, get two packs of those chicken sausages and put them on if you're doing for like a family. But if it's just for yourself... It's about three servings normally for a decent amount of protein, like 25 grams. Dead low calorie because it's there's loads of veg, so it's really filling. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I sometimes put a drizzle of also balsamic vinegar on afterwards. So I found that really nice. And presumably you do the same thing just with normal chicken. Yeah, yeah. any meat you want. Any meat would work. You can do normal sausages, to be honest. Yeah. nothing wrong with that. I feel all oh, sausages are fattening, but does it fit in your goals? Does it help fit your mm. protein intake? Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Then put it in there. But yeah, like Kate said, any protein would work. Um, you can bake some fish in like some parcels underneath mm-hmm. at the same time. Maybe just not on the tray, but underneath or on top in the foil would be fine as well. So you could actually yeah. just do fish portions on top. Salmon would go well with it. Mm-hmm. So just well, really, anything really. Yeah, but people forget about a good old tray bake. Mm. And if you hate dishes like me, greaseproof paper on the bottom. Because <laughs> it stops everything from being as messy and getting stuck as well yeah so that's my other go-to as well mm-hmm. tray bakes stir fries i put actually a uh, post up the other day about how to build your stir fry mm-hmm. so you want pick your protein portion uh which i random one i did yesterday i basically thought i picked up ostrich steak which i which you can get from aldi it's really nice and i put that into a stir fry it was ostrich burgers <laughs> but yeah. you can do mince in a stir fry it's really nice think like kima naan or kima curry which is mince curry oh okay so i just broke it up into the stir fry did like a sticky uh, sweet and like soy style sauce basically with garlic because I, yeah. I make I make stir fries all the time so I know my basis of how to make one which is always like so, there's always soy sauce there's always a something sweet like honey or brown sugar um, your garlic which I crush in or you can mince in and then I always freeze my ginger and grate that it's like bloody cooking shit this is I should have done that um, and then obviously pick any veg like loads of veg I try to go for five different veg because you get mm. your five a day straight away in there yeah. Yeah. you know mushrooms peppers onions yeah. Uh, your garlic is classed as a vegetable, which I didn't know that because I wasn't sure how to class a, a garlic, but it is classed as a vegetable. I was gonna say, a random fact for you. Anything leafy and green, frozen veg can go in, back it in. Yeah. And then obviously you've got your noodles or your rice, and that's what I've had for my dinner today because I made a portion yesterday, but decided to do a double portion again if you don't like doing loads of prep for the whole week, which I didn't fancy doing this week because I've got loads mm. of frozen stuff in as well. Oh, there you go. Uh, because every time I do a, this is my favourite tip now. Because I'll be honest, I don't mind meal prepping, but I like to have time off from it. So I literally cook like an extra portion out of the portion I plan to have for the week and then freeze that one in the t- in the freezer. Because then about four weeks later, I've got four or five meals there done. Mm. So all I've got to do is just tray bake my breakfast stuff. 
Um, and that's my other tip as well, as you know. I tray bake all my breakfast stuff, don't I? So literally, tray bake medallions. I tray bake them. And then on a Monday, oh, I've got a bagel thin, toasted cream cheese on, three bake medallions on there, spinach, brown so- uh, barbecue sauce. What do you do? Put them in the microwave? Yeah. The microwave. Okay. Yeah. It's banging. Works. Okay. Kate was mind blowing that I microwave Staffordshire oat cakes, but that's how we do it in Stoke. Mm. <laughs> I just would have thought that if you cook bacon or, or as long as it's piping hot, it's fine. And then you just heat it up in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure you put a cover on. It only needs a minute because meat mm. is already cooked, so it just needs to be heating. Chicken sausages with the same. And because it's quick, I'll fry an egg on there. And people go, oh, fried egg's bad for you. Yeah. It's not. Food is a spectrum. Let's get rid of good and bad. Mm-hmm. I use spray oil, which is probably like five calories, and then I fry the egg. The calories are not going to change being fried in there, apart from the little bit of oil yeah, I put in. It's not poach it. Or poach it, yeah. It. But I find poach it just fried really quick. It's, it's easy quicker, to flip yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, and less missy and for me to quickly get down with me. So I hope those little tips help there. Now, I'm going to reel off the benefits of prepping in Kate Will, and then actually we'll, we'll be balanced, see what the downside can be. So benefits for me personally, it saves me five hours of the week. Mm. Because one hour of prepping, that's all I do on the weekend. It's literally one hour. People think I cook for hours. I don't. It's one hour. On a Saturday morning before I go to night camp, I'd spend one hour cooking, even if it's a slow cooker or a big curry. And then that saves me an hour on Monday, an hour on Tuesday, an hour on Thursday, an hour on Friday. I'm saving five hours of the week. And people mm-hmm. go, I haven't got time to cook in the week. Just make time somewhere where you can just cook, have one hour to cook bulk. Yeah. I'd say that's one of the biggest benefits for me personally because people say they don't have time. Yeah, and I suppose, yeah, doing that on the weekend, you're just taking an hour out of your day Yeah, to do that. You're not losing a whole yeah. evening or anything like that, are you? Absolutely. Yeah. No, just literally one hour. Mm. I, I would say focus on foods that don't take more than an hour if yeah. you want to prep, prep in bulk. If it is, oh, the other one I sometimes do on the weekends is, like I did on Sunday yesterday, I just cook something that I can have the next day, like you do the family meals, uh, and do it like that as well. Mm. Or perhaps if you wanted to, bulk cook it anyway, and then freeze some of them if you don't want the same meal all the time. Yeah. Uh, when doing it. But also the other benefit is you can make sure you're hitting your protein. It really helps hit your protein target and your yes. calorie target as well. It's a little bit easier to do. For the point of view of tracking as well. Yeah, you know you know what you've got. You know what's in it. Yeah. And this is why you should learn to cook because it gives you that education of what's in food. Uh, for example, one of you in this group, your mission is to cook a new recipe every week. And I've... I think you were doing this before the project, so you've probably got like twenty plus meals now mm. in the in your repertoire. So, and again, because you're looking it up at the high protein, and it was better for you and the family, and you never really cooked before, so it's giving you a new skill. You mm. start seeing food differently. You stop seeing it as good and bad. You just see it as this yeah. has got this much in, this much in. This has got loads of veg. It's very filling. You start looking at it differently. Mm. Um, you're kind of working with it, then thinking what's the negative side effects of food you like. What's the benefit of it? Because we always yeah. want to hear about the negatives, but we never talk about the positives. That's true. But yeah. learning to cook is educational, just like calorie mm. tracking, as I yeah. think personally. And mm. any, what? But why do? You, how do you find your benefit from the prepping? You when you do like the way you do, like even the planning, should I say? Actually, well, I think it. I think it keeps you. I think the main thing is is that yeah, you haven't got to faff and worry about what you you're don't going like to eat. Faffing. No, you got to. <laughs> It's just worrying what you're going to have. And then you yeah. probably, more yeah. often than not, what you do eventually choose in those situations is not your most ideal. Well, when you're hungry, God, your yeah. rationale. And yeah. also hunger, blood sugar and willpower are very well linked. Yes. When it comes to choices. I would say that's the main thing, is it, it, it takes out all of that. It takes out a lot of the stress, I yeah. just think. 
Like I, I came home from training three clients this morning, did some admin, and my food's ready there to just microwave. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, I, yeah. mean, I work from home and people go, oh, I don't bother working from home. I actually find that's probably the worst one. Mm. <laughs> I'm like still meal prep you work at home. It's yeah, it's just so much easier. Or at least have stuff and you can quickly put together. Yeah. So that's what I'd say there. But yeah, mm. I'd say it takes out the stress. It takes yeah. out the anxiety of what the fuck am I going to eat? Yeah, I um, think that's a big thing for me. And then if you are having that debate, yeah, yeah. and I would say more often than not, the, the choice you do end up making is yeah. not And you're going to make it when you're ideal. anxious, when yeah. your blood sugars yeah. are dropped. When blood sugars drop, there's a link to willpower dropping. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's why, again, we say about being satiated between meals and not leaving it too long. But having a plan or a meal plan or food prepared will save that stress. It's, yeah. it's, I don't like saying this word really, but it, it, you know, sometimes we do need, it's a form of control in what you're mm. doing, you know, it's, it really helps with your goals. So I can't stress enough at doing some shape or form of planning or prepping. I'm not saying you have to have loads of Tupperware in the fridge, you know, I mean, I'm all right, I'm, I'm, I only live with my partner. You've got kids who are having space in the fridge. It's probably not ideal for you to have loads of food in the fridge, like prepped mm. as meals. Um, and that's why having yeah. knowing what you're going to have instead and the ingredients there are ready to go and you've oh, cooked be- yeah. and well yeah. Nick's cooked before yeah. <laughs> so he knows how to put it together mm. without taking too long and you're yeah. getting hungry and wanting to snack while waiting for your food to cook exactly yeah and you've got your set times when you have it and money that. wise as well probably helps money yeah, wise yeah so, and that's a big benefit yeah. I think same for me you know everyone's going up in the cost of living so I think again learning to cook being smart how to bulk cook as well mm. I think it's good and learn to make food taste nice so any more well, I mean when you do it. shopping before we did a meal plan you just you just buy the usual stuff when you go shopping and then half the time you don't use it because you haven't planned and mm. yeah whereas this way yes yeah. waste exactly still checks anything else okay so the downside of meal prepping I'd say for most people who've commented to me about the downside is you can get a bit samey they get a bit yeah, they don't would... want to eat the same meal for four or five days I understand that. Yeah. Some people, I mean, for me, it doesn't bother me, but for some people it does. And I understand that. And I think a lot of people, a bit like me when I asked you about the, the, the breakfast tray bake, mm. is does it taste as nice if you're going to reheat it? It does, actually. I can confirm it. that. Yeah. yeah, it is actually all right. Depends what meat you get. Mm. I think bacon medallions are fine because it's mm. salty. Chicken sausages are fine. Yeah. Um, you can eat them cold. So like having cold ham. It's yeah, actually, true, It's actually quite true. nice. Like, I've had it cold, actually. It's fine. Mm. Um. But like, yeah, I get I get the whole samey thing why people wouldn't like that. To me, it doesn't bother me because I don't have the same evening meal. I do vary that. So today I'll have the salmon and Tuesday will, but Wednesday I'll have something different. Like I've always got tin tunas, I'll have jacket potato because it's quick to put together. Um, it's not one I do, how I vary it. Oh, breakfast as well. I'll only have that three or four days of the week, actually. And then I'll have okay. protes. Yeah, for the other yeah. few actually so i do it that way instead but so I, I do variate that bit as well i guess if you're prep if you're meal prepping and you're putting mm. some of that in the freezer mm. then it's not like you're having the same meal well eventually you get a mixture so yeah. this week i've got four different meals i'm like mm. ooh, exciting <laughs> <laughs> that's my life <laughs> i don't lie for you so i do get that i think that's the biggest downside people yeah. say time but i think it depends what you like as a cook i only take an hour so it doesn't bother me I'm like, mm. it's one hour of my day on the weekend yeah. out yeah. of two 24-hour days. Which mm. is quite not, it's, it's not, it's only four, it's four percent. I think for a lot of people, it's probably just the thought of it rather than... It seems than daunting. They, yeah. Just like anything, you're worried to start in case you're going to fail as well, in case it's going to taste shit. Yeah, a bit worried about that. I think it's planning, isn't yeah. it? It's what am I going to, you know, what am yeah. I going to make? What am I going to need? How long do I need to do it? I mean, a good place to start is actually fake away stuff. Yeah. that stuff you enjoy. So I think curry's one of the best ones. 
uh, especially soku kokoris are absolutely delicious whether it's thai or indian style whatever it is uh, one of my mates went out to isolate with uh, covid she made me beef masaman in the slow cooker it's the nicest mm. beef masaman i've ever had she doesn't cook that often bless her because she's a paramedic mm. so she's an exhausted permanently exhausted pigeon um <laughs> but it's one of her favorite ones to cook because she says it's damn tasty and i think she's used a generic bbc good food recipe okay uh, off there slow cooker beef masaman and that's really nice so Again, pick probably something to learn to cook that you would be appealing to you to enjoy. And, yes. and if it's a family, yeah. again, something, again, you all enjoy. I mean, stews and stuff like that, they're always safe yeah. to do. You can't really mess them up. Um, and you've got to start somewhere, as we say in fitness. You have to start somewhere. So you just got to throw yourself in and go for it. I'll be honest, way back when we got our um, slow cooker, mm. the way I did it first of all to be honest was to buy those you know you get the ready-made packets yeah yeah, yeah they're fine oh god yeah they're fine it's or like maggie cooker, maggie does them as yeah, well a yeah slow cooker seasoning oh so god they're fine i use that your, sometimes yeah yeah your put your veg in shove that over yeah and it's done. Or my most laziest one i love this one so literally a kilogram of chicken breasts and a whole jar of salsa in okay yeah that's it yeah because salsa's got pepper and tomato mm-hmm. in already and then you could obviously accompany that you could put black beans in as well if you want to mm-hmm. you could reduce the meat and do a 50 50 option and that's literally slow cooked for four hours it's yeah. like one of the easiest recipes it's really nice it goes with rice it goes with spicy sweet potato normal potato wedgies mm-hmm. and a side salad it goes nice on wraps uh the other thing it does go uh with me sorry a bit watery uh, so add a bit of cornstarch to it or take it all out and you've got left with obviously the water bit and I just do a cornstarch slurry so literally cornstarch about a te- teaspoon mix it up into a little bit of water cold water not warm and then mix it and it should thicken mm. it a little bit as well but sometimes just drain it out and just don't use much water I'm dead honest yeah Okay. And with your slow cooker stuff, obviously you can bang absolutely everything in. Yeah, you can do it that way. You don't even need to pre-cook you've... always. Yeah, and there's not really any, yeah. any need to do your sides because no. if you shovel your yeah. potatoes and veg in. The only work you might sometimes do is brown off your meat and onions, that's it, for flavour. Depending and on what It's yeah, just for the flavour, yeah. but not always. It just depends on the recipe. But if it says they brown it off and brown the onions off, try it with brown it and try it without and see what works i find the recipe said you like curries browning your onions does make it a lot nice i've got to say mm. and Not sealing your meat because it keeps it something because that's gonna look a bit yeah it keeps it moist mm. <laughs> like a bit favorite sippy, it? so it does take a bit of skill guys i'd say just throw yourself in some of you already started meal planning but i'd say this week challenge yourself to try something different to cook. And pick something you like and you enjoy there's no yeah. point don't do chicken, broccoli, and rice, please. You, you're not interested. If in. I see that, I'm not interested either. But boy, yeah. I like seeing food porn. So, so, so much stuff that's delicious. Unless you pimp up your broccoli and chicken. Yeah, you know, a bit of peri peri <laughs> on the. I like peri peri on my chicken. Exactly. And then I flatten it with a rolling pin. It's great therapy, whacking the chicken. <laughs> and then I fry that because of uh, stir fried it because obviously it's it's nice and uh, got a nice flavour to it mm. when you do it like that. Okay, we'll go on to the Q and A. We'll go to the ones you that you got first, Kate. So you go for it. Uh, this one. Oh yeah. Do I reduce my calories if I become less active? For example, changing from a not so active from an active job to a not so. So that's the good interview. That's like a long term. Yeah. Um. I guess it depends how much your activity is dropping as to whether you need to reduce your calories. If it's dropping significantly, then yes, you might have to look at your calories. If it's long term. Yeah, long term, and then sort of rejig them. Um. It might be that if your job is now less active than it used to be that you just increase your activity elsewhere so outside yeah, of your replace job, it, you, yeah yeah get you more activity walks whatever it might be in um but 
yeah, if you're going to reduce your activity long term and significantly, then yes, you would yeah, probably need to reduce your calories. Yeah. But otherwise, I would say try and make up for it in other areas. Yeah, like say increase 10 minute walks, walking. maybe increment yeah. walks, because um, it adds up. Yeah, yeah, you might be surprised at how much, yeah, you do do outside of your active job. Absolutely. Oh, nice, straightforward, yeah. So if it's for the long term, yes. Short term, nah. Don't worry about it too much. So you had to isolate for COVID. I'd stay the same calories personally. Mm. Work out at home if you're not ill. Yeah. Because it could be a positive, but you're not all right. Yeah, but I get it if you're in a job that you, where you're on your feet all the time and then you switch to, say, a desk job. an office job. Yeah. yeah. In or which that, case, you yeah. would have to look up in your activity outside of that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah which I've discussed with a few of my clients lately because obviously now they're back in the offices. Mm. since So that's affected, obviously, their lifestyle now completely and it's permanently going to change like that. Because mm. um, somebody got for a half an hour walk, and now they can't be back in the office. So I said, yeah, you've got two options. The easiest one is adjusting calories. The second one is so you can replace the activity uh, elsewhere. So it might be going for a morning walk, an evening walk, maybe a 10-minute one at lunchtime, mm. if you're able to. But yeah, say, the easiest way to try and get, um, yeah, get some activity in during yeah. the day in the office. You should still be able to get outside and... You'd hope so, wouldn't you? It's a shame a lot of jobs yeah. don't advocate that. There's still this whole yeah. work your ass off till you're dead mentality. It yeah. just needs to change. A lot of jobs are more, becoming more forward thinking and realising if someone's got two hours to do a task, they will take two hours. If you give them the same task and you give them five hours, they will take five hours. Mm. And that's why shorter working days need to come in. Even I've changed day, You are entitled to a break and a lunch hour. Yeah, so absolutely. Eat and walk. Yeah. And don't go eating <laughs> at the desk. Together, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no eating at the desk either. <laughs> Computer off or eat elsewhere if you can. Mm. Uh, other question. Ideas for sweet things after lunch and dinner. So you want sweet things at lunch and dinner. Okay. Well, I think it was in relation to like all, all alternatives to puddings. So could you have something that yeah, is sweet? Yeah, yeah, but I like the I like the protein powder and see what helps you hit your protein goal. Yeah. So I personally love the protein powder with the Greek yogurt yeah, because it tastes like one. mousse. It actually is really nice. So I will opt for that quite a lot. And I'll have loads of berries with okay. that. Yeah, fruit always hits that dopamine. You could just have a smaller serving of something that you enjoy. So for example, Mars and Snickers now do a smaller serving size. You could actually buy, I think it's less than 100 calories. I think it's like 95, um, some in B&M, I think. But the only thing is, all you want is people get to buy that pack and they're going to eat the whole pack in one day. If you're able to like sort of pack your food and it's like, no, this is for Mondays for Tuesday and, wrap, and do that, then do it that way. Just the mini ones that come in, like, you know, your roses or your celebrations or that. Yeah, so like a Porsche, like five different ones maybe. Assuming um, you're not going to yeah. attack the rest or, of the Or it'll cost you more money, but it stops you going out and buying. And it's seen as a luxury to have, uh, but go out and buy single serving bars. So, for yeah. example, Snickers Crisp, I think it is. It's like a lower, again, a lower calorie version of normal Snickers. Actually, really nice. One of my clients brought me one just to try because I never heard of it. It comes in like mm. a light blue wrapper. Um, but if that was me, I'd probably prefer to go out and buy it when I fancy it. So if I'm on the way to the shop yeah. to get something, I do fancy it. I'll get it. But if I'm not, then I don't. Dark but, chocolate's a good one. Yeah, because it satiates you quicker, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not lower calorie, but you're no. less likely to overeat it. Yeah. Because if you like the bitterness, like I can eat if you just want a small bar, of, and I quite enjoy that. Yeah, that sort of hit of something yeah. after you've eaten, then that will do it. Or what I used to have, haven't had them for a while actually, mm. are those um, low calorie sugar free jellies. Oh yeah, they're like the they're only what's about the brand Hartley's something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's all seem an Aldi. They're actually really nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, good old jelly. God, I haven't thought about them for ages. Because yeah. I like the uh, the orange one, especially in the summertime. I love mm. those jellies. They're like 
what did 10 calories i think they are i think that's but it's are. just that sweet hit isn't mm. it i think you want and if you're in the habit at the moment of always having something sweeter you just need to replace it in the meantime because you have nothing at all it's going to drive you mm. insane and you end up actually over consuming even more on days making up for the fact you've restricted it then replace it for lower calorie versions or to help with your protein goal as well would be a better idea so yeah the I'd say yogurt and fruit with the protein powder is really nice. Chocolate, particularly the jellies, yeah. uh, lower a or small some of the portion of chocolate. Yogurts. I mean, some of them are quite high in sugar and everything, but depends on the calorie, low though, fat, yeah. low, low sugar, whatever. Well, Aldi do one. Well. I think it's a combination of cottage cheese and 0% fat Greek yogurts. It's dead thick and filling, but also those uh, yogurt pouches. Yes, yes, yeah. well, they're always yogurts. a great one to yeah. do. But yeah, even just small versions of the chocolate bar would be fine and maybe mm. have the protein yogurt as well because actually you'll find you won't need to snack for the rest of the afternoon yeah uh, if you find your meals are very filling but if your mm. meal's filling enough and like you say eat it straight after your meal because you find you're less likely to overeat it like i've had that massive stir fry i was gonna have a slice of that slutty cake uh tart even <laughs> but i was actually quite satiated i thought you know what i can't enjoy it if i have it now so i'm gonna wait till after my tea I've decided, yeah. you know what I mean? It's maybe yeah. have that decision. So this is what we're trying to get at. You know, it's, it's you know, we're learning what fills you up. We understand it's not just sometimes that's the reason we eat sweet things. It is sometimes we fancy or feel like shit. Yeah, and I, I think feel happier. you've got to make sure it's not just a habit thing. Like you always have yeah. pudding. Therefore, yeah. you know, you might find that actually if, you know, on a, on a couple of times you, you don't have it and you leave it for half an hour and then you actually think, well, actually... Yeah, I've not really missed. I'll have extra calories to the weekend instead. Yeah, exactly. For a meal out. Yeah. So yeah, so I hope that helps there, guys, with ideas for sweet things after lunch and dinner. But to be fair, if it fits in your goal and you know anything's fine, I don't think you need it after lunch and dinner personally. So I'd say no, just have one or the other. Yeah, 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 I'd say personally if you could. But in the meantime, you're trying to adjust habits. Then look at the. Uh, the protein options mm. and the higher uh, sorry the low calorie sweet options yeah um just be careful looking at puddings that say i am high protein again like again a, a good replacement sometimes could be a protein bar but the 230 calories and 20 grams of protein for a decent one that's grenade mm. not very cheap either so it's not something you want to splash out of for all the time no. i personally like using when i'm on the go or if i go and go for more than five hours not eating because of the way I'm working, like so I've got a lot of clients on, say so I've got four on the bounce or something, then yes, I'll use that. But that'd be ideal for like hitting your protein and your sweet tooth maybe, perhaps. I was going to say, to be honest, if if you fancy something after lunch and after dinner, you could just have half of that at each meal. Yeah, actually. Because they are quite filling. Yeah, they are actually. That yeah. way you've got yeah. 200 and whatever calories over. It's a stop halfway. <laughs> well, there is, that's the other thing, isn't it? It's whether you can. But then yeah. you could think to yourself, well, I've got that to look forward to after my dinner. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a couple of ideas. We're not saying it's wrong to have no. a slice of cake, for God's sake. You know, it's just, it's better to not have it all the time. Mm. You know, not every single day for the rest of your life. You know, if I make a, a slice of something at home, when it's gone, it's gone. So, and I don't buy desserts unless I like to make mine. So when I don't mm. bake, they're not in. So yeah. sometimes I can't be bothered to bake. Or I've done it, but I'm giving it to somebody so I don't get any of it. <laughs> like Kate's mm. Millionaire's. Yeah. <laughs> My ear have this. <laughs> Uh, I've got time for any more, yeah. Uh, where are sorry? Have you got any more? Okay, you said that's just down to one. I had, yeah. Um, struggle with the morning and evening routine. Uh, feels overwhelming. Okay, I get where they're coming from with this. We're not asking you to do more. Yeah, yeah. We're just asking you to look what you do already, and how can you basically make amendments if needed. So if you've got a very stressful morning and it makes you struggle with your decisions for the rest of the day or have a better outlook on perception on life. You probably need to look at it if you feel fine and you're quite happy and it makes you feel productive and carry on. 
but you find you are very stressed in the morning, you need to make amendments. It could be things like just getting up five, ten minutes early before the chaos commence, like say your mum. Yeah. Which is something you've done before, haven't you? You've get up a bit earlier yeah, yeah. while it's quiet. Just let your body wake up. You don't even have to do anything. It's just to get up and just let your body wake up as it should. Mm. Let your cortisol levels increase. and yeah. just uh, It can just be one little thing, whatever it is that you... Small thing that actually mm. makes you feel better or just puts you in the right sort of frame yeah, of mind. To but achieve if you don't need that, then and carry on, yeah. don't worry. Yeah. But if you find you need something to give you a kick up the arse in the morning... Uh, you know, even just simply having a glass of water for coffee. That's a yeah. really nice, simple one, that. Especially if you, a lot of you want to work on hydration or you're having a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. It's a great one to do. Um, or just make sure you have a really tasty breakfast in the morning, which is what I like yeah. to do. Because I find if it's, I've had a shit breakfast, I'm a bit meh for the day. Yeah. I yeah. like to have breakfast is my favourite time, so I make sure my breakfast is damn tasty. Mm. Hence why I trade bake a lot of meats on the weekends. So, yeah, don't overwhelm it, guys. Look at what you already do. See if it's working already. If it is, carry on. Yeah. Um, but if it is needs amending, then make amendments and messages if you need any suggestions as well. Uh, done that one. We've actually technically answered that one, haven't we? Uh, you talked about that at the start, Kate, actually. Very stressful when you see now. Would calories be helpful on a menu? Um, well, I went to Hungry Horse yesterday, mm. and actually they got the calories all on there. Most people probably wouldn't go if they saw the calories. It's like, it's like your I... daily intake on one dish. <laughs> But like Kate Which, said, you're not always going to eat out. No, exactly. I think um, that's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. Is you've just got to take it as, well, okay, you're eating out, then just enjoy it and yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. I think a lot of you overthink eating out too much personally now, the more feedback mm. we're getting. Um, I don't stress like I used to eating out anymore. I just think, well, it is going to be high calorie. You know, I just accept it is and just roughly put a, a yeah. daft amount into my fitness pal. Or obviously mm. I have time off tracking now and again, but mm. you guys might be in that phase when you need to just for that accountability but like kate said obviously in the week you could obviously uh, bank some calories for it yeah just to say so yeah. buffer it so even if you go over a little bit you might hit your maintenance oh that's better than going over every single week and progressively yeah. gaining weight and body fat as a you know as a byproduct mm-hmm. remember when you put body fat on and weight it doesn't happen overnight no. it's always oh, i'll put stone on this year I put a stone on every yeah, single year. Yeah. Not overnight, not over a month. It's, it's what you time. do consistently. Yeah. So, what, yeah, so if you only eat out now and again, don't worry about yeah. it. But would calories be helpful on a menu? I think after looking at Hungry Horse, probably not. Um, <laughs> no, that's my number one choice to go to. It was for my uh, Mrs. Brother's birthday. And that's well, what Well, I guess liked, if you're so. tracking your calories and you still do like to track your calories it's even handy. when you eat out, then that saves the stress of, yeah. oh my God, I don't know what I've But heard. if you go to independent restaurants who cook fresh on the day, that chef is not going to cook it bang on the same every single time. And that's a lot of stress for them to deal with, as it is. But those are the sort of restaurants you go to where you're enjoying the dining experience, Mm. not just being fed. It's a luxury. Mm. See it as that. It's something you're not going to do often and you're going to enjoy it. You don't have to pick what's the healthiest option because don't forget health is a spectrum. What's healthy to me and Kate, we've got our own opinions, what we see as healthier. And you've got your opinions and it's down to what you're taught, what you know, perhaps what your beliefs are. It is a very personal opinion, really. On I mean, that. I don't know how accurate the calories are that Probably, are these well, anyway. So. by law, it's 20%. They can be out, which is same oh, okay. supermarkets. Yeah. So, but calorie tracking's not accurate, remember. Mm. Even our own calorie tracking, we either underestimate or overestimate. You just got to be as accurately consistent as possible. Yeah. So if your weight's going the way you want it to go based on the calories you're tracking, keep going. Yeah. If it's going the way it's not meant to be going, make those adjustments. Yeah. That's I why think I... if you eat out 
very few and far between. I wouldn't worry about I don't that think much. You need really. to worry about yeah. it and just quick add a, a you know, like a bulk many, amount, just roughly amount, gauge yeah. it. Yeah, just to give you that buffer. And you, in, it's sort of you taking accountability of, yep, I had probably about that much there. Yeah. Um, but if it's something you do regularly, then yeah, you might want to think about mm, making better choice, more smarter choices. Yeah. yeah. So it might be worth yeah. tracking it when you're out or tracking it as mm. best you can. And then thinking about the choices you have when you're out, but only if it's something you do regularly. Which is what I've had with a client recently. She, because she's in work and work provide food, which I understand some places do mm. that. And I just said to her, right, when you're going out for an actual meal with your family or with friends or like it's a special event, then I wouldn't worry about it too much. What you'll have to do is obviously opt for higher protein options, opt where you can have mostly vegetables as well. Um, again, using that. Um, your hand as like a portion uh, yeah. way of doing it so base eating off that portion you do have to eat everything off the plate remember i'll be honest i'm a typical stokey you lick the plate clean and i was brought up poor <laughs> but i have learned that if you're full just leave it it's okay mm. it's fine or you just don't, or you feel like eating for the sake of it i think it's a waste of calories i'm not saying for elsewhere yeah so that's for me so yeah i hope that you found that helpful with the mm. eating out but i think a lot of you need to learn to relax a little bit with it and yeah enjoy because a lot of you on here rarely eat out mm. uh right find nutrition as my downfall in fact i'm going to link it in with this one remind yourself of protein again with this week with the meal prepping goals i think focus on this this week focus on like say the kate's doing like a meal plan ahead so then you know what you're going to get for your shopping if there's more than one year in the household maybe work as a little team to do it to make it yeah. easier it might take a bit of teething at first could be people going i don't like this and i don't like that but i like this like i said if you're in my situation it's just you and your partner it's easier because we're happy to eat separate because it just works better. I know that leaves my shit about it, but just step up. Because <laughs> she'll fancy it one day and the next day I don't want it now. Mm. So uh, we just find it's easier. Well, we do eat together sometimes, like on the weekends and stuff. Um, but again, we've got such different tastes, it's just easier. So if you're able to do it that way, then do it that way. But if not, I think sitting yeah, down well, with I mean, the family. And, yeah, Nick and I do it together. Yeah. It would make sense for you guys mm. to do that, absolutely. If you've got families, I think you have no choice but do it that yeah. way. And you just got to look at what your staples are. And it might be you just change what you put with it, maybe. Now exactly, get, like, yeah. you're more about to put more salad with yours because mm. you like it. Yeah. Um, again, with the whole struggle in mind of a protein, I think if you get into your planning a little bit more of your meals, you can plan that in advance and it becomes less stressful to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of it's planning and then just taking action, guys. Don't faff with it. After you've written it out, take action, whatever action you can. Mm-hmm. It could be today, you know what? I'm going to do my evening meal like I'm going to do. I'm going to do double the portion because I know that's, say, 25 grams of protein, less than 400 calories. I'm going to make that ready for tomorrow. That's one mm-hmm. meal, one less meal to stress about and it's helping mm-hmm. my protein goal. Yeah. So I'd say with the protein thing, again, it's just you're not in the habit of doing it. Some of you in here are very, very new to that. Uh, so we do not expect you to be perfect. We don't expect anyone to be perfect. But we expect no. you to really put effort in and take action where you can. That think slow, act quick. The thinking slows the planning. The acting quick afterwards is you putting things into place and going into it straight away and getting it started. If you've already thought the plan, but you don't know where to start, message me okay to your coaches and we'll give you a straight starting point where to get get started from. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was the going to calories on the weekend, but ideally would not like to track on the weekends eventually. So obviously I'm guessing this person already wants to track on the weekends for the moment. Mm. I'm assuming that's because of eating out. Uh, you just want yeah. a bit of flexibility. If you understand yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple... No, go on. If you got your way first, you go for it. Well, I was going to say, two ways really of having the um, 
doing your weekly target. So aiming for your weekly target. Yeah, and then, your weekly calorie And then starting tracking your calories on the Friday. That's then, your best way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, and then yeah. seeing where you are on the Sunday and then you know what calories you've got from Actually, Monday to that's, Thursday. that's probably the better way because then you know what you would need in the week want you to accommodate for the weekends that you want to enjoy. Yeah. Mm. And, stop to get, and stop eating like a dickhead on the yeah, weekends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, that um, could be a bit of trial and error because, yeah. But the other way of doing it is to look at your weekly target and say, well, okay, I'll take 100 calories off of Monday Which is to what Friday, I to for example, and add those yeah. on to Saturday. that's 500 calories. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's a dessert. So taking off, yeah, taking off 100 <laughs> calories each day, you might not notice, but then yeah. you've got all of those to add on. Yeah, it's about creating Friday, flexibility. Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, create flexibility. I appreciate that starting tracking on a Friday and eating what you want over the weekend mm. and then splitting what's left is not always going to work because you may well end up on poverty calories. And then but then you might up. think, well, to hit my goals, I'm going to have to, gonna have to, get to adjust it, on the yeah. weekends. So Absolutely. Might be a bit of trial yeah. and error that way, but otherwise... I mean, I pierce, yeah, I pierce set clients a similar thing uh, because we, all our clients love eating out like we do. We do, me mm. and Kate do. Um, so what I tend to do with some clients, I do this for myself really. I always think, well, it's three meals I'm going to have on a Saturday and Sunday, you know what I mean? The breakfast, dinner, tea, or meal one, meal two, meal three, depending on what you, if you work shifts and stuff. Um, and what I tend to have, quite a filling breakfast because it stops you snacking through the morning. Leave mm. it as late as possible as well if you can, unless you're training and you might want the fuel or something a bit light before training, a high-protein meal afterwards, ideally. Um, and that way, because you're moving your food a bit later through the day, that because you're lying a bit longer as well, and you're not rushing off to work, so what if you're off work as well? Mm. Um, I'd say protein shakes are handy on the weekends as well, to help you hit your protein uh, target. Yeah, That might be something you just have for breakfast with some fruit, mm-hmm. which would be fine and probably keep you going as well. Uh, so if you know you're eating out, you can plan for it. That'd be one way of doing it. Now, some people say, should I fast and not... well. I don't like calling it fasting. Just basically not eat the first meal in the morning and have my first meal at midday. You could do, yes, but there's some research I've seen. If you are going to be doing activity in the morning, like training, running, something intense, um, ideally you do need something um, before training. So like, especially females, it's quite detrimental training and an empty stomach yeah, for females. Yeah. So to do, it's to do with basically recovering afterwards and also helping fat loss goals. It massively hinders it apparently. So like mm. I have, like I said before, swimming on a Sunday, jam on toast, just one round. It's not filling, okay, yeah, but it's yeah. giving me fuel to keep going mm. and it still fits in my goals. Um, and then I might have something quite high protein afterwards. Uh, so I'll have a protein source there as well as some carbohydrates and fats. Um so you've got to bear in mind if you're active on the weekend as well, you might have to think about that. But if you're not active on the weekends, they're like your recovery days, your rest days, then yeah, you could probably wait till dinner time to have your first yeah, meal. That, that would be fine. You have brunch instead yeah. and just... Yeah, but it yeah. just depends. If you're active, I would suggest probably not doing that person, especially if we're all females in this group. So actually it would be detrimental to all you guys in here. Mm. But if you're not doing anything until later, like say, for example, if I was going to go kickboxing on a Saturday morning... I wanted to fast, then no, I would not do that. Mm. I would have something like carbohydrate in the morning, light, but not going to make me feel sick when I'm training, and then have something high protein afterwards. Having said that, I do nag camp on Saturday and I don't eat before. Oh, you should do, really. I know. Mm-hmm. And I do nag camp and then I'll come back and then I'll eat, but I'll eat enough. Jam on toast. <laughs> but I'll eat enough that I probably don't need to eat again until the evening. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, yeah one of those. It's just experimentation, guys, mm. when you're doing it. Well, I hope you found that helpful today. If you have any questions, send an email to the NK Project at the NagPistolTrainer.co.uk or comment into our NK Project group if you're part of the group. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.